New Testament, uh, and, and I'm totally a believer, but there's so much of the New Testament, if you don't know the language, the Hebrew language or the culture, uh, you misinterpret and you misunderstand. Uh, so I launched uh, 22 years of this ministry, and now it's global. We have our internet audience is about 250,000 uh, from every tribe, nature, and tongue. Even in our local buildings, we do live translations because we have people who speak Russian. Uh, uh, we have South Korean. We have Hispanics. We have uh, a dozen languages spoken. People from every country locally, as well as all over the world, and every denomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long have you been doing that? Well, for, we started in 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was raised a Catholic for 19 years, got saved, uh, and um, was a Protestant for about 19 years, went to Bible college, taught in the Bible college. Uh, and uh, a pastor invited me out from Kansas to Washington State to assist him. And uh, after that, my wife bought me this book. I am Jewish on my father's side. I have relatives who died in the Holocaust, but it's not on my mother's side. It's my father's side. But my wife bought me this book uh, on the Feast of the Lord from a Jewish rabbi. And so Mm -hmm. I read that, and it blew me away. I thought, oh, my goodness. I had never read anything by any Jewish person or rabbi. And so I thought, oh, my goodness. Uh, I need to, you know, study this more. But what I like to say, Daniel, is that I know how to eat chicken. Uh, I can eat the meat and spit out the bones. Uh, and I and I found out that Judaism has a lot of bones, but Christianity has a lot of bones. Uh, but I'm not going to turn down a T-bone steak because there's a bone in it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I eat the meat on both sides, and I, I bring things together so the Bible comes alive uh, in full color 3D, uh, and it makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. By the way, let me recognize some folks in the live chat. Uh, Rose, welcome. Uh, Doreen8951, Kentucky Girl, Little Tiger from France, Peter from Australia, Olio, Doug from Virginia, Smoke C, Bear, Old Grumpy Army Vet, and Put Yahweh First, and of course our moderator, Jade, all welcome to the program. They're going to put their questions in the live chat, and we already have some questions for you, Mark. But, you know, interesting, I, I saw you were on, uh, you've been on a Coast to Coast a couple times. Oh, yeah, many times, mm-hmm. yeah. And what's interesting to me about that is, you've uh, you've uh, earned their respect so to speak you know they don't um, uh, typically have say like a, a like a, a, a fire and brimstone preacher per se you know and then it's not a bad thing but that's you know but they'll have more um I, I, esoteric maybe I, I don't know what the word sure. would be but there's a certain genre and so you you you're in that category so even they when they let you in the door you do have you you had access to a huge audience all the all the times you're on there and that that gets kudos to you because you've been able to walk that line to get that respect to be onto that show and uh so i appreciate you for that well thank you very much uh i i love the people at coast to coast i'm definitely not a fire brimstone preacher i don't even call myself a preacher i'm more of a teacher and uh i i love the program uh i love the people and you have a huge audience yourself well, we do. I mean, what can I say? Uh, although I, I don't, you may have noticed, we, you, or you may not know, we, I just got kicked off of YouTube for telling the truth, so now we're on Rumble, but that's okay. Uh, by the way, Mark, in case you haven't seen the website, we have two poll questions that are related to tonight's show. The first question that people can answer is, are you ready for the apocalypse? Their choice of answers is, not at all, absolutely, what is it? I'm getting ready. <laughs> uh, it's not happening or it already happened. So I'm going to get, go ahead and give you. And so what happens is we want to, as the show progresses, as you convincingly sure. 
educate people. We're going to see if those numbers change. So let's take a look at the results right now. 80% says I'm getting ready. 20% says uh, absolutely they're ready. And then the others, there's nothing going on in the others. But let's look at the second poll question. Uh, and it says, do you keep the feast and Sabbath days? And uh, their answers could be no, yes. What are they? Or they're not for to, or they're not for today because a lot of people believe that too. All right, so actually it's a three-way tie between no, 33%, 33% no, I don't keep them. 33% says what are they? And 33% said they've all passed away, I suppose. But now you're you're one of a sort that keeps those, is that right? Yes, exactly. We keep uh, the seventh day, but I don't say there's anything wrong with going to church on Sunday. As a matter of fact, you can go to church any day you want to. Uh, uh, in the temple, they had to keep the service every day. They had daily offerings they had to do. So there's nothing wrong with going to church any day of the week. I want to start there. But that doesn't make every day of the week the Sabbath. The Sabbath is the seventh day, which has huge significance, that number seven, even in creation. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it sure does. It's interesting. Uh, um, uh, we were watching a show, a program on uh, Amazon Prime. I think it was uh, about Noah's Ark. And it was really well done. It's still up there. It's multiple episodes, and it has so much science in it and so much history in it. And, man, we're going, man, this is great. This is great. This is great. Then we got to, I think it was about the third episode. Then something started coming in. It's like, and the Sabbath, which God told people to do on Saturday, and if they're not doing it, and they're not the feast days, just the Sabbath. This, so they're not yeah. both. They're just, a, they're just in that. And but they didn't give you no uh, if you don't you know God bless you and hope you're well. It's like if you don't, you're not getting on the ark when the apocalypse come. You know, so I'm thinking, <laughs> oh man, why'd you have to do that? You know, I mean, yeah. you, you can say yeah. that we believe that you kind of you know we do we we do that on on Saturday and we, we wish you would too. But Godspeed if you don't. You know, yeah, what wasn't like exactly. that, man. You you the guys outside the ark pounding on the door because you didn't do the Saturday thing. I was like, dang on it. So, but, but uh, I, I was assuaged though, just recently we went to the ARC exhibit in Kentucky. So, yeah. so uh, you know what was interesting about that, Mark? They included okay. almost in every exhibit dinosaurs. Okay. So, so they're saying dinosaurs is on the ARC, juvenile dinosaurs. What do you think? Is that true or false? I think it very well could be. They had to be small ones. I doubt if they were adults. I think almost every animal in the ark would have been, you know, a year old or something. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think any of them were adults. They had that, they had that thing calculated. Say there are eight people, 33,000 animals, each one, how much food for each animal of the ones they said were in there. Who They had people, they had the days and the times and the hours of each person working so that all the animals could be taken care of. They said, that, so somebody did the math to make that thing work. It was very plausible. But I tell you what, let's get to a couple questions and we'll get back to it. And we got some graphics from your website we want to put up too. Sure. Uh, Doreen says, Mark, do you believe Prince yeah. William is the Antichrist since now he's closer to the throne? Uh, I don't believe he's the Antichrist. And I mean, so I mean, but that's that's what I don't believe. I, I you know, who knows? I'm not sure who the Antichrist is. Uh, the Apostle John says there were a whole lot of Antichrists back in his day. Uh, and so there have been Antichrists all throughout history. Um, and so I don't think it's, you know, Prince Charles, not that it could be. And maybe it is. But I, I just, you know, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. All right. And we have this one from Rose says, Mark. Uh, do you believe that some people are already controlled by AI? Of course, in your bio, we have that, that liner from you. It says, 
you believe that the Antichrist will use AI to control the world. So are some people right now being controlled by AI? I don't know if they're right now being controlled by AI. I mean, in one sense, they're being controlled by Google. <laughs> you know, I mean, Touché. when you look at the elections, people are being influenced. I don't say controlled, but heavily influenced by the media, be it Facebook or Twitter or, you know, Google. I think the whole world is trying to influence each and every one of us, you know, through the social media. Mm -hmm. I think it's very hard to get true news. We, we almost always get fake news uh, from everywhere. And I have a hard time. You know, sometimes discerning what their truth is because there's so much fake news out there. But I do believe that uh, we do see computer chips coming, that people are implanting them for buying things, for entering uh, doors. Uh, so uh, Elon Musk wants to put a computer chip in everyone's brain so they'll just be the smartest in the world. The sad thing is, Daniel, I really think people are going to race to get the chip. I think they're going to want it because they want the business advantage. They're not mm -hmm. looking at it from a biblical source, but mm -hmm. from a totally, you know, how can this help me? Mm -hmm. I know. So I look like I think I thought it was Rose in the live chat. I think she mentioned earlier she feels she'd been kicked off of Facebook or banned for Facebook. I, 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 uh, I self deleted myself off of all social media, and um, uh, you know, I did have the YouTube channel. And then I'm on Rumble, but that's that's it. That's all all that I do. And I think, well, let the chips fall where they may, because every social platform you're on, there's a controlling factor to it, and exactly. it could be it could be shadow banning, it could be word yep. banning. They may even, and I've heard people have examples of where the system will put uh, text messages with that appear to come from you. And you don't even know, you don't see them, but your friends, Horrible. so your friends say, oh, Daniel Ott says that uh, we got the greatest economy in the world and that only 10, 12, 12 people coming across the border a day. Daniel Ott says it. I mean, this is the yeah. kind of shenanigans going on. And I do remember that in a congressional probe, they, uh, Facebook said that they or maybe if somebody's testifying against them or inside a whistleblower said that they know they changed 18 million votes by their algorithm. I'm now, not surprised. Google's much bigger than Facebook, I think. So how many votes are they changing? You know, they hide information. I mean, so it's, it's, you're right. It is difficult to get the correct story, but we just got to go through the, we just got to go through the, 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 the obscure places of the planet and, and find people that know, know the inside story that, that can help us prepare. All right. So, so, you know, Mark, you um, make a pretty bold prediction. It looks like you're suggesting that maybe this fall something could start. I definitely think that there's probably a 90% possibility. I'm not saying a hundred percent, but here's the thing. Your name's Daniel as well. And you know the prophet Daniel was Jewish. I know that might come as a shock, but the prophet Daniel was Jewish. And a lot of people get the idea of a seven-year tribulation from his prophecies. They talk about the 70 weeks. There's one week left, which is seven years. Well, what people don't realize, the whole reason they went into the captivity was because they weren't keeping the Shemitah cycle. By Shemitah cycle, I mean seven years, just like they had the rest on the seventh day. The land had to rest the seventh year. So when Daniel has his vision, the seven years that are left are a Shemitah cycle week. So the tribulation has to start the beginning of a Shemitah cycle. And tomorrow begins a new seven-year cycle. So if the tribulation doesn't begin this next year, 
it can't begin for seven more years. Mm. And so uh, the good hope is if it doesn't start this next year, we got another six years. Mm. Wow. I guess get on it. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a heck of a lot of movement in, in, uh, uh, in uh, political alignments worlwide. And it looks oh like the, the alignment that I'm seeing now is Russia, China, and Iran. And I mean, that also seems biblical to me. Like there's something going pretty, pretty whacked. And I've got reports. Like anytime somebody sends me a report, I always try to get a secondary man. Cause you know, you know how oh, it yeah. is. You're out there. And oh, you, yeah. You're going to some, someone's going to say, hey, I got the goods. And, and they got it from some obscure web, maybe the Babylon Bee for that matter. But, um, <laughs> but the, somebody sent me something that said that, that uh, the President Xi of China is is has been arrested and is in, and and the, the military is house arrest. Yeah, yeah, I I've got that information from a website as well, uh, and I mentioned it this morning. But like I said, I don't know what's true news or not anymore. We don't know. I, I think that we'll probably hear more about it tomorrow, you know, or the next day by Monday. Uh, so uh, who knows? That's I, mm-hmm. I, uh, so I was sent that article as well. Mm-hmm. And and the, the, and they also suggest that uh, the, the, they're one of the premium users of of, of uh, uh, clones or um, copies of their self, not uh, you know stand-ins. Uh, there was an episode where uh, Hillary Clinton had fa- fainted at an event. And they dragged her out of the event, threw her into a minivan, and they didn't take her to the hospital. I think it was a 911 event, uh, and uh, she dehydrated supposedly. But there's a video shows throwing her in the, in the her shoe falls off. But they take her to her daughter's apartment, I, I guess in New York, which is 22nd floor. Next thing you know, 40 minutes later, she comes back down out, and she's like 20 pounds thinner, full of energy, and is like, wait a minute, is that the same? One, so and there's been a lot with 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 the, say the president. They've shown him, you know, looking this way and this way. Some days he's got hair plugs, you know. Some days he has a lip. Right now he has no lip. If, mainly when he smiles, he has no lip. Sometimes he's got a lip, you know. So I I don't know. Do people have clones? I don't know. I've never heard of that. So I they, I know when they do movies, actors have doubles that uh, yeah doubles. That's like a better them. word. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, whether Hillary or Biden does, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, let's get to a couple more questions here. Um, Rose says, I heard the conspiracy theory that uh, the Antichrist may be half human, half cyborg. There's been a lot of stuff about transhumanism in the news today, too, as well. What do you think about that? Well, I, I believe that transhumanism is definitely coming. Uh, I think he will probably be... Uh, definitely human possessed by Satan and he could definitely have some AI enhancements. All right. Let's get to this question here. Uh, now, what is your take on the lunar Sabbath day? Uh, I, uh, well, I want to be nice, but I call that the loony Sabbath day. Okay. But uh, <laughs> the, the, the God has us go by both the sun and the moon to determine all of the festivals. Uh, and so the Sabbath was the only day that wasn't based on either the moon or the sun. The months determined the the beginning based on the moon, and the year was determined by the sun, and so they would be incorporated together. The Gregorian calendar is based only on the sun, and the Muslim calendar is based only on the moon. 
But the biblical calendar was based on the sun and the moon. Uh, and the day is determined by, you know, the earth going around the sun and the moon is based or the month was based on the moon going around the earth. But neither one of those was used to determine the week. The week was just seven days because God said it's seven days. It didn't have mm -hmm. anything to do with the moon. Mm -hmm. And uh, many nations in history have tried to make a 10-day work week, a five-day or a 10-day week or a five-day week has never succeeded. The, the seven-day week isn't based on the sun or the moon. Mm, interesting. Um, uh, seven Mile Bridge. Um, uh, this is a I talking about me. He said Daniel once had a guest that said the jab was the mark of the beast. Um, what say you? Well, I don't think that it was the mark of the beast, but I think that the mark of the beast is still coming. Uh, so it's going to be voluntary. I don't think it's going to be forced. I know some mm -hmm. places they were forcing the jab. Mm -hmm. I don't think the mark of the beast is going to be forced. I think people are going to want it and they're going to go after mm -hmm. it. That's what's going to be shocking because right. that's the only way they're going to buy or sell. And well, so, I mean, who mm -hmm. wouldn't want it in one sense? So people are going to be racing toward it, I think. It kind of reminds me of a recent event. A, uh, I think it was in North Dakota. A uh, Democrat got in an argument with a Republican who he perceived as um, a MAGA or I don't know, right? Sure. Ran him over, killed him. Well, Horrible. Well, it, it doesn't, I'm not missing the fact that two weeks ago, a, a prominent Democrat said that, that we need to kill MAGA. Now I we have, that. now we have somebody who got killed. MAGA was, was killed. So when you say people will run toward the mark, these are the same people that won't have any problem putting other Americans in jail that don't have the same political viewpoint. They won't have any problem. They won't have any problem torturing them. Look at the J6 people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Suspending all all rights that there are, the Constitution. There's nothing that will protect them. And the people, so when you say people are going to run to the mark, these are the ones that, that, that uh, you, you, I would say you might want to check to see if there's a soul in there because I'm not sure yet. Uh, I totally agree with you. There's so much hypocrisy on the other side. I mean, on one side of their mouth, they're uh, against killing, but at the same time, they're pro-abortion, you know? And so it's like, you know, what, what's the deal? I mean, they mm -hmm. want to take away your guns, but not their guns. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of hypocrisy. Well, I, I, I didn't really want to make this in a political show, but I do have one less kind of, kind of comment on, sure. on, on that. And this is just too, too weird. Um, you know, the Bible says that God will laugh at their derision, but so that brings yeah. me to Stacey Abrams, who recently said that, the fetal heartbeat doesn't exist that Republicans have been playing tapes to make it seem that the baby has a heartbeat. Do you understand Spock? Somebody, can you consider that person who made that statement rational? No. Yeah. I, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. You know, on a side note, 1973, if you look up, the earthquake website is when the earthquake skyrocketed. Well, 1973 was also the Roe v. Wade decision. And they talk about earthquakes like birth pangs. And so uh, 1973 was also a year of Jubilee. And so I, I think it's very, there's a lot of interesting connections when you look at the number of earthquakes uh, with when abortion started. Mm -hmm. We've got we've got moving targets though concerning the apocalypse and the and the tribulation and, and such and even the mark of the beast. I, I I know 
I mean, it goes back to the 80s. Let's see. Uh, Don't be late in 88. Um, going to heaven in 77. I mean, uh, there's a, a famous bumper sticker that, uh, about Jesus. I remember came on the scene. Everybody had that. I forgot. It wouldn't. What What would Jesus do? As long those lines. But the 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 uh, RFID chip was the definitive mark of the beast. Now it moved from. It's not the RFID chip. Now it's going to be a, a stamp on your wrist. Now it's going to be your DNA is going to be changed. You're going to have an insert in your DNA, so you won't even need that. So it appears, to Mark, that it's, it's, it's morphing as time goes by and the previous technology doesn't work anymore. It's not has never been used. So how do we guard against saying, well, now this fits? I mean, somebody mentioned the jab, so now we got the, we got the jab going in there. If somebody said, well, this is it. Well, what what's beyond that? You know, I mean, uh, so the, the, these changing goalposts here. How can we be certain that where we where we put a, a mark in the in the sand that that's what it's going to be? Because in Revelation, it says there's going to be angels shouting out to the world, saying whoever takes the mark of the beast is in deep trouble, and I haven't heard any angels yet. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting you say the volunteerism, and I have a question about that, Mark. This, this is this kind of a, on a deeper note. Is it uh, that if somebody is forced to take the mark, whatever it is, then does that negate the – because it appears that the text suggests you take it, you are doomed for eternity – but if you're forced to take it, is that do you do you, do you come to the same point with that? See, that's what I don't know. There's a lot I don't know, and I mean, what? for example, I thought you knew you everything. Oh no, I, I know you. So <laughs> that's all you need to know. I, that's right. No, I mean, let's say you get the chip in your hand and you repent and you chop your hand off. Okay, now you don't have the chip anymore. But, you know, so I'm, who knows? I don't know if this is going to be something that is going to be removable, if it's something that's going to become a part of you that's not removable. So I, I don't know exactly. But I think that once you get the mark, I don't think it's going to be forced. I really don't. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Ohio says, Mark, why would you claim mass shooting a sign of the apocalypse? And I think that's in the, in the bio section. Oh, my goodness, because Noah, if you go back and read Genesis chapter 6, the whole reason God destroyed the uh, earth was because of violence. He mm-hmm. says that several times. It does. And and if you look at the, the population back then compared to the population now, and you look at all of the mass violence and the mass shootings and everything that's going on, uh, there's definitely, it says that in the Gospels, as it was in the day of Noah, so will it be in the days when he returns, as it was in the days of Lot, so it will be. Well, here's the important thing. Because it's going to be in the days of Noah, well, guess what? Noah knew when it was going to rain. It's in the days of Lot. Well, guess what? Abraham knew when Sodom was going to be destroyed. So I really believe that we are to be aware. First Thessalonians 5, it says, You are not in darkness that that day will overtake you as a thief. He only comes as a thief to the, to the dead church, the sleeping church, mm-hmm. the evil servants, the foolish brides uh, that aren't aware. And when we look at all the mass violence going on, and we know it's going to be as the days of Noah, mm-hmm. that, that's the key. Well, uh, it's interesting. The, 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 the violence is it's, uh, so massive in this country. I think... Um, I, I just read an article. It was I think it was, what was it? no, I think it was Houston. Is they used to every year? There's this this advocate group would read the names of the people murdered in the city. 
But this year, they said there's so many people murdered that they don't have the time. They said they said it would take hours to read the names of the people that got murdered in that city this year. Can you imagine that? They had to stop reading out the names because it takes all day to read them now. That's how violent of a society that we have. That, that's just horrible. But Matthew 24 says nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, which talks about violence. But the thing is this, that's the wrong English translation. When it says nation will rise against nation, it's ethnos against ethnos. It means ethnic groups will be fighting against ethnic groups. Mm -hmm. And we see that all over as well. Mm -hmm. uh, is uh, is uh, Ukrainians the same ethnicity as Russians? Kind of. They, they have a lot of similarity. It's a different language that they mm -hmm. speak. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think both sides are at fault for things that have happened in history. Uh, I'm for both sides. What's amazing, mm -hmm. a lot, we have a lot of Russians and Ukrainians in our congregation. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes the Russian is married to a Ukrainian or vice versa. I mean, they definitely have intermingled and intermixed. Uh, so uh, anyway, I, I just it's sad. Did, uh, did did from your congregation? Did you, did you have a feeling of what did they think of uh, Zelensky? Uh, well, some, you know, the they don't. They're more pro God than pro politics. Nice, you well, that's know? good. And, and, you know, and for everybody, it's not so much politics as what mm -hmm. what does God want about of all of this? You mm -hmm. know, and so that's what I like is they're not into the politics as much as into the Bible and. Do either one of them follow the Bible? Mm -hmm. Well, the people, I mean, the ethnic fights and divisions go deep, even in Very. this country here. I heard of a, a congregation uh, in, a, in a small town in West Virginia that a uh, Chinese restaurant came in. And the, the preacher there was saying that they bring in uh, all these idols and stuff and the, and the, and the food uh, would because of they have idol worship there would have demons so the congregation would go to the chinese restaurant and they would pray over the the buffet cast the demons out and then they would eat to see if it worked so i mean you you gotta watch you gotta watch that but it gets crazy out there mark that sounds crazy it's, it's crazy it's crazy um okay so here, here's this thing. why do you think during the apocalypse, half the earth population will be wiped out? Well, it's actually more than that. Uh, you're, it, I think it comes out to about two-thirds or three-fourths. Um, God is cleansing the earth, just like with the flood. Um, why is it that the, uh, the people that believe in decreasing the population, Bill Gates among them and others, high-profile people, they never, they never, like, start the process they never volunteer their self to start the depopulation process why, why is that <laughs> amazing that's a great question uh, you know but in ser all seriousness they want to control they want power and they want control and i think the fewer people there are mm -hmm. then the better chance they have to increase their power mm -hmm. and have control over mm -hmm. everything well that's that yeah well, that's kind of like, I guess that kind of goes back to what Ronald Reagan said. He, he said, I, I noticed that people that believe in abortion are already born. It's kind of like, it's kind of like that. <laughs> There's a bit of hip hypocrisy here. Exactly. It's but all it's for, over. But the depopulation is going on like this. There, there are, I think, 500 to 1,000 fentanyl deaths in America a day. Is that the kind of numbers you're getting? 
It's ridiculous. Yes. And it's not even called a crisis. And why is it not a crisis? Because that's not on the political agenda. It does not benefit anybody, any particular group. So this whole swath of American youth is being poisoned by fentanyl from from China. And then we have all these murders. Then we have all this emphasis on drag queens and transitioning kids at age age six months. Hey, you know, that (laughs) that boy there, I mean, that thing's kind of small now. Hey, maybe he don't need it, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, this is ridiculous. It seems there's uh, uh, the, the depopulation thing is going on. And let me ask you this. Did, did the uh, the Georgia Guidestones get blown up because the mission had been accomplished? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. Okay. Do you know what the Georgia Guidestones are? That's what I'm saying. No. Okay. Okay. All right. It's similar to the, the, um, the Stonehenge. It's made okay. in that design. It was in Georgia back in the 70s, early 80s. It was somebody, unknown people, bought some land in uh-huh. Georgia, put it these monoliths, and it said, uh, it had all these inscriptions on it. One of them was, we want to reduce the population of the earth to 500 million to, to make it sustainable. But the reason, I say, the reason I said, have they accomplished their purpose, I'm going to the point that that if there is a nuclear war, we'll accomplish that purpose. If what people say about the jab and its continuing effects in future generations happens, they're going to reach that. So I'm just saying they might got a little antsy and say, hey, we, we've done it. Now we've got to sit back and watch, watch the magic, man. Watch the depopulation happen. Yeah, well, one thing, you, you're probably very familiar with this as well. Uh, we're having a famine coming around the world, and a lot of these fertilizer plants mm-hmm. are being destroyed some believe intentionally. Mm-hmm. If you look at the number of uh, fires uh, at manufacturing plants, fertilizing plants, and things like that, uh, it's amazing how many of them look like have been intentionally set, like they're purposely causing a famine. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you mentioned that because um, a couple months ago, I read the list. That list was for this year was at 99 yep. processing plants. Yep. Now it's at 110. And just recently, a refinery in the midwest caught on fire and they just shut it down and that's going to decrease the availability of gasoline in the midwest so there's going to be that so yeah and and then and and then of course the gaslighting is oh that happens all the time well I, I i googled that and i couldn't find any before 2020 it's just like it just it's like somebody turned a switch and all of a sudden three million chickens here yep four million turkeys there ten thousand yep. ten thousand cattle die in one day yep where yep. where's the autopsy report? Right, exactly. Where, where where's this exactly. where's the, where's the Supreme Court leaker? Why is it where's the the Chicago, uh, where's the Christmas Day parade, a murderer at? Where, where's where's all this where's all this news, Mark? It ain't there. It just like floats away. Yep, yep. That's why they who control the media, you know, are are really, uh, I think, evil. Hmm. All right, so somebody mentioned the violence as a descriptor of the coming apocalypse. And you just mentioned the, the, the food shortages. Now, at this point here, there the food shortages uh, uh, seem to be sporadic, but the inflation for food is not sporadic. It's going crazy. Uh, and so that seems to be... Uh, and, and doesn't the Bible suggest something where it says... Um, uh, a measure of wheat for a penny, or it, it tells you that yeah. there's going to be some massive uh, inflationary pressures on food, does it not? Yes, it definitely does. 
and so I, I really believe that just like Joseph had a dream of, or Pharaoh, I mean, had this dream and Joseph interpreted it of seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine. Well, those happen at a Shemitah cycle. And so I believe, I mean, under um, President Trump, we had a, uh, the economy was going booming. Great. Everybody's aware of that. But I think we're about to enter a seven year time of uh, famine and, uh, you know, we're in trouble as far as that goes. Now, Mark, Mark Mills, is, is there a way to prepare for the apocalypse? Well, I think the greatest way to prepare is to get close to God. I mean, that's what we have to do. I mean, obviously, we, you know, it doesn't hurt anyway when you see the power going out and different things happening, the Internet going out, all these kind of things. It never hurts to have a supply of food. But for me, I want the food not for myself, but to share it with others. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really believe that God could have food appear on your table when there's none there when you pray. Uh, he supplied uh, Elijah with ravens bringing him food. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about a lot of things, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it never hurts to prepare. I think we mm-hmm. always need to prepare, mm-hmm. but it's physically prepare. But then you have to only prepare based on your budget and trust God for the rest. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's nothing wrong with preparing, but mm-hmm. it doesn't do any good to have all those things. And then uh, you're not close to God. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a, a woman that uh, had uh got some pots and the oil kept appearing in the pots for the prophet? Exactly. And so I really believe that miracles will also be happening during this time like mm-hmm. never before. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some, there's some hope with that with that thought there. It just seems that as the, the darkness increases, I, I personally think there's going to be more supernatural events around that because God's not... He doesn't, he doesn't look down and say, oh, what, what's happening down there? I mean, it's, there's nothing taking him by surprise. And I mentioned earlier, he said, you know, the, the, he will laugh at their derision, you know, when when things come upon the earth and, and uh, evildoers and such, or non-believers, I guess, I don't know if they're synonymous, but, um, you know, he's he's not he's not too worried about it. It seems like it's all in his hand, and we know what the end of the book says, uh, that we win. So, um, you know, I guess there's some hope, hope that way, but uh, that, I don't. Does that mean that we won't have suffering during this time? Uh, he never promises we won't have suffering. He just says he'll be with us when we go through it. Mm-hmm. But the, the signs are so heavy that this is happening. Uh, I know you're aware of that solar eclipse in 2017 that went from Oregon down to Florida. Mm-hmm. Well, in 2024, there's another one that goes from Texas up through the northeast where they intersect. Okay. Mm-hmm is in an area of southern Illinois known as Little Egypt, wow. okay? Mm-hmm. They have cities called like Cairo, Karnak, yeah. you know, Thebes. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing is the total solar eclipse happens on the same day the three days of darkness took place in Egypt with the original plagues. It happens on the first day of the religious calendar on Nisan 1 in an area known as Little Egypt. Uh, but yeah, Nisan 1 is the very day the mm-hmm. tabernacle was dedicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's huge. Yeah, I've been through Cairo, Illinois. It's a nasty town anyway, so why not? Um, <laughs> I uh, haven't. <laughs> you know, so, now some people believe that um, Egyptians were in the Grand Canyon. And if you look at the Grand Canyon, there are a lot of edifices and caves and and valleys that are named after egyptians is that a coincidence 
Uh, it's, I don't know. It's probably not a coincidence. I haven't been to the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go there sometime mm-hmm. to see some of this stuff. Well, now, 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 do you have a shofar? Yes, I do. I most certainly do. I have a ram's horn, and then I have one like that uh, in your picture, and then I have more of a kudu horn, a different one that kudu. has all these ribs on it. Mm. Sounds like yeah, a kudu hoodoo. Several. Yeah. Well, well I, I want to say that because it just seems to me that would be a great place to go to the rim of the Grand Canyon and blow that thing out there. <laughs> yeah, it sure would. Think about the echo. That would be awesome. Now, does uh, does that is there a spiritual reaction that you have you ever observed a spiritual reaction when you've blown the shofar? I wouldn't say I observe something, but I do believe there is a reaction, just like sound vibrates. Uh, I, I really believe that there uh, is and can be a spiritual influence through the blowing of the shofar. Mm-hmm. God says to do it to uh, allow you to come into his remembrance. Uh, and, and so there's definitely, I believe, spiritual ramifications. Mm-hmm. Um the door of the ark, it says, it's recorded that God shut the door. Exactly. Um, what's conjecture on now? How do you think he shut it? Well, I think, well, as far as how he shut it, he shut it. I'm not sure if uh, it was a physical manifestation. If Yeshua, Jesus was there and shut the door as a pre, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, incarnate time mm-hmm. but the uh, important thing is once he shut it it's not opening again mm-hmm. and that's why I think uh, the poll that you took where 30% you know uh, didn't know or weren't sure or isn't important or however you said it exactly they need to realize this is a reality and they need to be ready because mm-hmm. once that door is shut and the rain starts or whatever uh, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, what's yeah, the, the the correlation to that is it it, it seems there's going to be a time. I mean, when the, the I mean, for some, the, the ark is actually represented by Jesus and the door. Jesus also being the door, but and so I'm not sure how your take on that. That's not where I want to go with it at this point. But when the door is shut, that was it. If you were outside yep. the door, there's no second chances. It seems that I've read in the Newer Testament that it says that uh, when the fulfillment of the Gentiles comes in, I mean, there's is, there seems to be like a last person saved or some event where there's going to be some kind of door closed. Because I think that a lot of people say, well, you know, the apocalypse might come and, you know, well, you know, I'll, I'll check it out later or whatever. But is it is that risking? Is that risking being caught outside the door, being one of the five virgins that didn't have oil in? Because it, do you do you see a defining time where that's it? There's no more uh, in the ark uh, for what the coming horror. Well, I think that's very fascinating. The the one of the things to realize when it talks about uh, the fulfilling of the Gentiles, basically, uh, or the it goes back to Genesis with Jacob. And what that word means to fulfill doesn't really refer to quantity, like God's waiting for the last possible Gentile to be saved. What that really means is to mature. You can't harvest a crop until it's mature. You don't harvest it, you know, when it's immature. And so what God is really saying is he's waiting for the church to grow up. He's waiting for the church to mature. And once the body of believers becomes mature, then that's when it happens. He doesn't want to marry a child bride. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of immature Christians out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is waiting for the maturity of the bride, so to speak. But like you said, you're exactly right. Once that happens, you I, here's another thing that's fascinating, Daniel. I don't know exactly where all you want to go, mm-hmm. but uh, I like going out there. Good. The, uh, <laughs> You have the five wise and the five foolish. Mm-hmm. None of them are the bride. I believe the five foolish go through a lot of the tribulation and the five wise get to go to the wedding, but they're not the bride. Just like only a part of Adam became the bride, not his whole body, only part of the body of Messiah will become the bride as well. Now, the five foolish who go through the tribulation, there's a verse in Luke 12 talking about uh, these foolish servants that aren't ready when he comes the first time. And then it says, when he returns from the wedding and he knocks and they open immediately, then they get to go to the dessert after the wedding. So there are going to be believers that go through, I believe, a lot of the tribulation, but it's because they never reached maturity yet and they still have to mature. Mm-hmm. Now, are, are these, are these the... Uh... The churches that uh, are having bean suppers and, um, you know, uh, candle cells and uh, <laughs> uh, rock rock band con- uh, you know, concerts and, and, and the contests and such. Are, are these the kind of the, the babes we're referring the, to here? The, the ones that have the Halloween parties and call them harvest parties. Yeah. Uh, but you've also got a lot of these that are totally pro the left, far left a version. There's a lot of churches out there that are way far left. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I'm not um, making a plug for Catholics, but I, I do got to say they're particularly known to be anti-abortion. And yep. I, I don't, on that scale, I, I, I on, 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 the, on the Christian scale, I, I don't see the, the, the standard church out there doing anything i think there's it seems like there's more interest in the 501c3 deduction i don't know (laughs) that's yeah a lot of the leaders probably are but they're not pushing the things that are pro-god going the making it into the kingdom is not based on what you believe as much as what you do god uh our faith has to produce actions and it has to be done for god's kingdom not to build our own kingdom so that's what you know we have to realize there's mm-hmm. a i spoke this morning about how the body of the messiah is dressed in fine linen gold silver precious stones pearls it talks about but then in revelation the babylonian whores dressed the same way uh, that's why there is a bride and a false bride that looks identical how are we going to know which group we're a part of? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be based on dress as much as it is action. Mm-hmm. It says that, uh, that if, it were, if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. Right. Does that mean some will be deceived or they won't be deceived as a whole? I believe many, many, many will be deceived. As a matter of fact, in the Gospels, it says many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we do many wonderful works in your name? And the Lord is going to say, I don't know you, you workers of evil. Well, now, wait a minute. Muslims don't cast out demons in Jesus' name. Jews don't prophesy in Jesus' name. He's speaking to Christians there. 
And there's going to be many who are prophesying and casting out demons and doing wonderful works for the Lord. And he's going to say, I don't know you. So you can see the deception is going to be huge. Mm. Okay, Mark. So you're saying the apocalypse is coming. I happen to notice that you seem rather buoyant, rather happy. Now, (laughs) what's going on here? Why aren't you cowering in fear for the things to come? Well, I've almost died so many times I've lost count. I've had guns literally at my head twice, and they said they're going to blow my head off. I've been in major car accidents, not buckled in, rolling four times over the length of a football field. Medical malpractice a few years ago was almost eaten by lions, literally, in South Africa. And so I believe if it's not my time, it's not going to happen. And if it is my time, there's nothing I can do about it. So I really don't fear death. I think nobody really fears death. They fear pain more than they do death. But there's many who do fear death. But for me, I so trust the Lord. I, Not that I'm looking forward. I don't want to come across as I'm looking forward to all this hardship and pain coming to the world. I definitely don't. But at the same time, the reason I am not afraid is because I've faced this so many times. It's yeah. So, so Mark, help me understand. So now, do you believe that Jesus uh, is the Messiah? Of course. Okay. But Yeshua. I use the term Yeshua, but yes. Okay. Yeshua. Yeshua Hamashiach. Yeah. All right. Yep. So, all right. And then uh, you celebrate the feast days and the Sabbath days, and yep. you're you're saying that they they can all abide together in a good place. What can abide together? In the, the doing, I mean, because it almost seems like there's a, those that do the feast days and Sabbath days and those kinds of keep those things and do those things. And then the those that just have don't. Jesus, to believe in Jesus. They don't, I, yeah. I mean, I, I to me it seems like there's not a lot like yourself where they're kind of like a combination or, or, or they say both yeah. are correct, both are needed, both are accurate, both work together. Yeah. So is that better to help explain? Well, well, here, here's the thing. The problem is the English language. When we hear the word feast, we think of food. And yet in Genesis 1.14, God said he made the sun and the moon for seasons. Well, when we think of seasons, we think of winter, spring, summer, fall. But it's the same Hebrew word. So our English is so horrible. How can the same Hebrew word that means food also mean winter? It's because we're translating it wrong. The word means a divine appointment. And these divine appointments were dress rehearsals for when God was going to intersect human history. Mm-hmm. It's like the father. No one would want to lose a child. But God, the father said, look, if I'm going to send my son to die, I'm going to determine what day he's going to die, what time he's going to die. I'm even going to determine what songs will be sung at his funeral. So he had King David write the songs that were going to be sung when Jesus died a thousand years before he was even born. And they were called... Um, Holy convocations, but that mm-hmm. literally means a dress rehearsal. So every year they would kill the Passover lamb at three in the afternoon on the 14th day of the month of Nisan. And they did that every year until it happened on that day at that hour. Now, here's the thing for the skeptics. If you believe the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever, if he died on the feast of Passover, buried on the feast of unleavened bread, rose on the feast of first fruits with Shabbat or Pentecost happening on that very day, at his first coming, then he'll fulfill the fall feast to the day of his second coming. And so the next fall feast to be fulfilled is tomorrow night, Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> so uh, that's very significant. Mm. 
All right. I think we have this in our in our background here. Rosh Hashanah is right there. Uh, yes. What is that number underneath there? That is the Hebrew year. Like for us, it's, uh, you know, 2022 mm-hmm. and 2023 is coming. That is the year from Adam and Eve. On the biblical calendar, from Adam and Eve's creation to now, it's been 5,783 years. Now, we know that this year, 5782, this doesn't start till tomorrow. We know 5782 was a Shemitah year or the seventh year of a cycle. Because 5782 is divisible by seven. It's not rocket science. We also know that tomorrow begins the year of Jubilee because 5782 is also divisible by 49. And so the 50th year starts this next Mm -hmm. year. So 5783 is a, a big number concerning where we are on God's calendar. Well, I want to stir some people up watching the show, so let's go ahead and get some controversy. So, do you uh, do you go with the the Earth as uh, six thousand years, or, is, or that? The, well, first of all, is, is the Earth get created in six literal days? Very well, could have, but here's the problem: in Genesis two, uh, how long would you say a generation is? Is a generation forty years, sixty years, a yeah. hundred years? Forty. I, I go with forty. Well, in Genesis 2, it says, and these are the generations of the heavens and the earth in the day that he created them. Hmm, okay, so nice catch. How, you can go look that up. How nice, no, I know that. I, I remember that. Yeah, nice catch. Yeah, okay. In the okay. Day. So okay. it's like, okay, well, we have to figure this out. But here's the other thing. When Adam and Eve were created, were they created as an infant? and had to grow up and God had to change their diapers and teach them how to eat? Or when they were created, were they already an adult? Okay, now the trees. If he planted the trees at creation, they would take four or five years before they could produce any fruit for Adam and Eve to eat. And so on the day he created the trees, were they also already mature producing fruit? So what that means is this, God can create the world to have the appearance of billions of years old on day one. Just like Adam could appear to be an adult on day one. So we need to understand that concept. We know the the earth, everything is billions of years old from the standpoint of the star's light. It takes millions of light years to get to us. So for we to see them, we know it's been millions of light years, but God could have created that in one day with mm-hmm. the appearance of being millions of years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's, uh, you know, a lot of different interesting ways of looking at this. Mm-hmm. No, I, I kind of I go with that. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't like the sort of the uh, naturalization of what could have and should have been and absolutely was a supernatural event. If we, if we believe that there is a God that is before time who always was, yes. and it has to be bigger or... or, or then everything that we see out out there, yeah. we don't need to normalize and say, well, he needed more than a day. You know, I believe that he did it, but he's going to yeah. need he's going to need some time. And so then we begin to start making excuses right. for for a sort of naturalizing instead of leave it in the supernatural because he's a supernatural guy to begin right. with. And I agree with you on that uh, the appearance of age because he when he's in seven days, but like you said, he could make it. He did it in a literal, mm-hmm. I believe, a literal six days, seven days, but. It has the appearance of age. Mm-hmm. The appearance of age. I, I like the way you frame that. Okay, so how about um, how about uh, how about the rapture? Are you uh, you in on that? 
Well, I like to use the term resurrection of the dead. Okay. Uh, and those who are alive get caught up. Uh, the reason why is when you use the word rapture, you're implying a time element. Okay, you're implying if you say rapture, you believe the resurrection of the dead is happening pre-trib. Okay, uh, most people don't use the word rapture for mid-trib or post-trib. Mm -hmm. So the resurrection of the dead, I believe, will literally happen on Rosh Hashanah some year, but I don't know the date. But I do believe that Rosh Hashanah mm -hmm. will be the day. Now, now as far as whether it's pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, I'm pan-trib. Have you heard of pan-trib? No, that's a whole new one. Thanks for thanks for bringing a new category to us, uh, Mark. Yes, a pan-trib means everything will pan out just fine if you're serving God. <laughs> All right. So um, this this uh, this uh, viewer here says, uh, "Are you a believe that I guess we'll use the resurrection of dead uh, a pre? Well, I don't know. It says, are you a pre-rapture believer? So I don't know. Are you pre-resurrection well, well, of the dead believe believer? The, some people believe the resurrection of the dead or the rapture, for lack of a better term, will take place." before the tribulation. Some believe it happens at the beginning of the tribulation. Some believe it happens in the middle of the tribulation. Some believe it happens pre-wrath. And then mm. some believe it happens at the end. Uh, I don't believe anyone gets any points for being right. Uh, and I don't think they lose any points for being wrong. And mm. God hasn't consulted me for my opinion. Uh, so, you know, I really think the main, see, again, my relatives died in the Holocaust, all right? And, and so for me, it's like never again. I'm not afraid to go through the tribulation. Uh, in one sense, this is the Super Bowl of human history. And it's like, God, don't take me out of the game. Put me in. We're all going to die anyway. So mm -hmm. let me go down swinging. You know, so just like if a house is on fire, you got people running out, but you got firemen running in. Mm -hmm. It depends on what you feel mm -hmm. you're calling this. Mm -hmm. uh, in the Torah, the people that watch the baggage got the same reward as those who went to the battle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't mind if people want out, uh, and I don't mind if people want to go through it. Uh, for me, I just don't want to die before my mission's accomplished that God gave me to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's my goal, is to get my mission accomplished. So my favorite book, of course, is be the book of Daniel. Um, of course. And uh, there is a lot of talk of uh, Iran getting the nuke. We know they want to nuke Israel. We know they're trying to mess it. They're trying to get a two- state thing going on now we know they're going to cut jerusalem right in half um and we know that the forces are aligning against them but when the nukes start flying it reminds me of the of the, of the uh meshach shadrach abednego being in in the fire it says that the, even the smell of smoke wasn't on them so now that's my hope if the nukes are, are coming down that there's going to be such supernatural protection for god's people and, then, and i guess people say well that's escapism they may accuse People believe that is escapism, but it could also be true that, I mean, maybe not everybody, but, be, be, you know, just get, get right with God and stay close because you might be the one where the, 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 the nuclear radiation won't even trigger a Geiger counter on you. Yeah. Uh, How about that? I mean, some, some people tell me if, when it comes, they want to put an X on the top of their roof, hit it right here, you know. Uh but I'm again. I'm not afraid, and I know you look like you're in really good shape. But I'm ready for a new body. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind getting a new one. <laughs> All right. Um, put y'all away first. Says uh, Mark. Is it important for Christians and also all people to keep the feast? Well, I think it's important because it it helps you draw near to God. I mean, that's like, is it important to read your Bible? 
Of course it's important to read your Bible if you want to draw close to God. I mean, with any married couple or family, if they don't spend time with each other, uh, they're breaking down the relationship. And there's one thing to study the feast. It's another thing to keep and do the feast. Just like you can read in the university how to build a building forever, but you don't know how to build it till you're hands-on. So when you do the feast, all of a sudden, I believe your eyes open up and you have a completely new understanding, uh, especially what's coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I, I understand the principle of obedience uh, for one to to read something in the Bible, um, and you know there there's some there's some flexibility there too because in the New Testament it says you know one believes in e- eating meat and one doesn't, but just leave it you know pretty much you know let let that be. So if one believes one should be obedient and believes that the feasts and the Sabbath days should be kept, there's the obedience part of that. But is there or has there been, have you discerned any detectable blessing that you could ascribe as a direct result of being obedient to those feasts and those Sabbaths? My life. Or is it just in the, or is it just remains in the obedience category? Have you but have you actually seen any manifestations saying this oh, is the right road? Oh 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 my goodness. I've seen a lot of blessings, a lot of manifestations uh of walking with God and uh having been blessed. Like I said, I've almost died several times and God literally intervened every time. Sometimes I've heard his voice audibly, sometimes I only heard it internally, but Getting to know his voice is huge. Uh, and the only way you're going to get to know his voice is by doing what he says, mm-hmm. when he says to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, do you allow for the possibility that there are those who don't celebrate the feast, keep the feast, or the Sabbath, but yet when you talk to them, you clearly can discern their spiritual personality is they're close with God, and they and then they and that you just know and they may even tell you that they have God's blessing all over them and have been living a blessed supernatural life apart from that is that possible do you allow for that or you say it can't be no it definitely can't be it can happen but the problem is God also often blesses the wicked tremendously and so they'll have no excuse as a matter of fact this may be a shock to most of your audience Solomon, King Solomon was a type of antichrist, not Christ. King Solomon was one of the most wicked kings there was, and I have all the Bible verses to prove it, and it's in that book you're showing right now, Decoding the Antichrist. Uh, King Solomon, do you know how much gold came into him every year? It says a in First Kings, First Kings 4, 666. 666 hmm. talents of gold. Everything that God told Israel a king is not to do, like multiply wives, multiply silver and gold, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, he did. Everything God said, don't allow your king to do it, he did it. And it, Solomon was the first king to offer his children to Molech. Uh, and it's all there in the Bible, but most people don't see it. So mm-hmm. again, here's someone who seems godly, who seems religious, but God had to take the kingdom away from him because he was so evil. Mm. It's interesting you, you were pointing that out because, I, as I said earlier, we went to the Ark exhibit there, and in there they were giving um, uh, examples of different holy books, and it said that the, the Bible itself is the only book that has all the sin of the people that claim to know God in it, 
and they didn't like say this is a perfect man and this you know i mean you got you got adulterers in there you got murderers in there and you know you got paul killing christians in there i mean there's all sorts of of, uh, of human frailty and sins that, that so easily beset us in there yet god shows his power through the whole thing but where other holy books say this person walked this never offended the great spirit or whatever you know and he said the, the bible is the only one that has the warts of humanity and all proving that uh that his power is much bigger than than human frailty that is so true they say history is always written by the victor and that is why even our school curriculum the people they want to change history or make history based on their perspective Mm-hmm. We know the Bible's true, because if you were Jewish and Israeli, you would not want to write such horrible things that you've done in your history. You'd want to cover it up, make it look good. But mm-hmm. God didn't allow that. He, uh, The Bible is the truth. Mm-hmm. Speaking of rewriting history, you just triggered a thought. Uh, when Obama first got into office, he said the strangest thing through some patriotic event, he said, and and the Muslims were here founding this country they were here an integral part of founding of america i'm thinking man what book you read dude i mean i i didn't see nothing nothing like that it's just so desperate to ascribe that and they're trying to write the founding fathers out of america's history now and it's it's, it's funny they're all everyone who's doing that is the beneficiary of the thing they set in motion you know exactly. they 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 set in motion and now they got they got iPhones and 80 inch TVs and electric vehicles, you know, and uh, all this stuff that came because this is the way the country, you know, but there's no credit given to the trajectory that this country was put on from the very beginning, which is a Judeo Christian uh, trajectory. You're, you're exactly right. You're exactly right, Daniel. And I, Are you a prophet like the other Daniel? I, I, re- <laughs> I, I literally am. I, I literally <laughs> am. I, I can prophesy this show ends in about 25 minutes. <laughs> so we'll, 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 we're going to see if that comes true, Mark. Um, well, I tell everybody we're a nonprofit ministry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I tell you what. Let's go ahead and check that poll. See okay. if we see if we got movement. All right. So, uh, are you ready for the apocalypse? Where are we at here? All right, man. It's pretty decisive. I'm getting ready. Eighty percent and absolutely twenty. I think that remains the same. But I'm just wondering. I want to call some people out watching the show. Say you're getting ready for the apocalypse. Eighty percent of the viewers said that they're getting ready. Now I would like to know from those of you that clicked that, what are you doing to get ready? What do you call what do you call getting ready? I'd like to know. All right, let's get to that second question, Mark. Do you keep the feast in the Sabbath days? Of course. And uh, that remains the same too. So either people quit taking them or they're all in agreement. Uh, no, I don't keep them. Thirty-three percent say they don't know what they are. And 33% said they're not for today. But let's start with that number two question. What exactly are these feasts and Sabbath days? Well, simply. sure. The, right. Uh, simply, the Sabbath day is basically Friday night to Saturday night. It's the seventh day of the week. Passover is one of the appointed times. Uh, rather than using feast, I like to say an appointed time where God was going to intersect uh, history. Then right after Passover begins the days of unleavened bread for seven days. A few days later is the feast or the appointed time of first fruits, speaking of the resurrection of the dead. So Yeshua, all within one week, are three appointed times or three feasts. His death, his burial, and his resurrection. So these are all very important. And then 
50 days later comes what most Christians know today as Pentecost, but they don't realize the Jews have been keeping Pentecost for 1,500 years before Pentecost. The Jews were the first Pentecostals. And uh, so that is the fourth feast. Then there are three feasts or appointed times that are left. Jesus fulfilled all the spring ones at his first coming. He'll fulfill in the spring, and all the fall ones he'll fulfill in the fall. And uh, the first one is has many names. Uh, one of them is the Feast of Trumpets or the Blowing of the Shofar. It's also known as the Day of Judgment. It's the day of the wedding of the Messiah. It's the day of the crowning of the Messiah. So a lot happens at the day of the resurrection of the dead. That's what it's been known as. Uh, and then after that, 10 days later, is Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement. And uh, to give these more of a perspective for people who don't know, the Feast of Trumpets speaks the beginning of the Tribulation. So the Tribulation begins on Rosh Hashanah. Yom Kippur is Israel's Day of Atonement, and on that day, some year, the Jews will realize that Jesus Yeshua is the Messiah. Five days later is the Feast of Tabernacles, known as Sukkot, which is another seven-day feast. And it is a reminder that God will tabernacle with us for the thousand-year millennial reign. Now, all these have to happen in order. For example, Pentecost couldn't have happened until he rose from the dead. He can't rise from the dead until he died. He can't die until he's buried. I mean, he can't be buried until he's died. So he's got to die first, be buried, rise again. Well, same thing. The Feast of Trumpets or the Tribulation has to begin first. Then, sometime in that next seven years, Yom Kippur will be fulfilled, and the Jews will realize that Jesus is the Messiah. And then he returns and tabernacles during the Feast of Tabernacles. Zechariah 14 talks about the Feast of Tabernacles, how every nation has to keep the Feast of Tabernacles or they get no rain and the plague. So why in the world will we not want to understand and be rehearsing that feast when we're going to have to do it? If you believe you're going to get raptured, guess what? You're going to be back here on earth for a thousand years keeping the Feast of Tabernacles. So I would suggest you learn the dress rehearsal uh, now. Mm-hmm. Would you say uh, celebrating the feast days and the half a day is, is the equivalent of putting blood on the doorpost? Sure. These are signs. These are signs that we're supposed to be aware of. As a matter of fact, I'll throw this in there. When you know Hebrew, the Hebrew word for sign is made up of three letters, uh, the Aleph, Vav, and Tav. But basically, everyone's heard of the Alpha and Omega. Mm-hmm. Well, in Hebrew, it's the Aleph, Tav. That's the first and the last. And the Vav is in Hebrew is a nail. So the very word sign in Hebrew is the all left top being nailed to the cross. Uh, that's what the word sign is. So uh, when you understand the Hebrew language and the feast, then you have a better idea of prophecy. There's a lot of people who claim to be prophets or love prophecy, but they have no clue when it comes uh, to biblical prophecy that hasn't happened yet. Hmm. All right, well said there. All right, Don, do we have any other... Uh, events that are happening right now that leads you to believe how that we're actually this close to the apocalypse. We've talked about uh, food shortages. Uh, we talked about violence. Now, Jesus did say, uh, such as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the Son of Man comes. There were giants in the land of Noah, in the days of Noah. Are there going to be giants today? Well, that word uh, 
Nephilim there, which is translated as giants, really means big bullies. Uh, is and there are a lot of big bullies today. Like big tech. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think that, but basically that it refers, it's the Hebrew word for fallen, uh, like Rachel, when she was going to meet Isaac, she fell off her camel. Uh, well, that's the same word for giants, uh, mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. And so basically it's people who uh, are away from God. And there's a lot of people that are away from God that do a lot of big evil things. Mm -hmm. uh, and that brings me to another point. I read recently that there is a sort of a, I guess we would call it a falling away, but it says that America is becoming much more unreligious, as their term puts it. Uh, they seem to be moving away uh, from spiritual matters. But at the same time, there's also an increase in witchcraft and these kinds of things. You go to Colorado, there's there, there's a wizard store in every corner, uh, you know, incantations. Yeah. You, and you go to New Orleans and they're celebrating the dead. Everybody down there is talking to the dead, trying to get Uncle Fester to come back up and stuff. So, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, it's, it's, it's pretty pretty nasty out there. For, for those that need to strengthen their faith for the times to come, Mark, what do you suggest? How can people strengthen their faith in these days? That is so important because, like you were saying, a lot of these churches are have turned to LGBT, allowing you know groups to come in and do things you know for the church, you know, trying to become loving or whatever, uh, and it's a mess. But the the biggest way to increase our faith, if you remember, the disciples asked the Lord to increase their faith, mm -hmm. and a lot of people go to the verse that well, if you have uh, faith like a mustard seed, you could do this or that, and they really don't understand the verse. The very fact that they said increase our faith, and he said, well, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you could tell this mountain to go away. He's telling them they don't need to increase their faith. That's not that they don't need it increased. What they need is know how to operate the faith they have. You only need a little bit of faith to do this. Romans 12 says he's given all of us a measure of faith. So we all have that ability. It's just like with your computer. You complain, hey, I need more RAM. What do you mean? You're not even using the RAM you have. And so for me, we find out there's faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love because love is what operates your faith, it says. Faith mm -hmm. works through love. And so when we realize it's going to take loving actions actually increases our faith. And so people need to act more out of love and realize it's not about them. It's, it's about the other person. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we mentioned in the first hour about uh, the schools now have become uh, sexual uh, grooming hubs. I mean, I, I, horrible. The, horrible. The, the, the educational status of America is probably lower than Africa's for that matter. I mean, it's, it's way down, but they can tell you what a pronoun is and they can tell you that, you know, they may not feel like a boy. They got these kind of weird kind of things. But with, with all this, this is sort of a changing of society. Uh, and when you mentioned love, isn't aren't we at this point because we never really judged uh, what was going on in the schools? We assumed that uh, liberal educators they're so learned, man. They got all these degrees. Surely they don't have they don't know what they're doing, and so we just stayed back. Or we say, well, we don't want to judge them because we love them. So isn't the point that we have we overloved? What's happening? The people that are doing these things to the country, have we right. overloved them and now we're at where we're at? The problem is who gets to define love? 
a stalker who's going after some uh, actor or actress thinks he loves them by stalking them, but the other person doesn't feel the love. And so the problem comes is just like we're changing the definition of every word where illegal doesn't even mean illegal. Uh, we find that the word love is the same way. That's why the Bible defines love. Okay, love holds people accountable. Love isn't just a feeling. Love is a choice. And so I think just like history is written by the victor, so is the dictionary. And people are changing the meanings of words where evil is now good and good is now evil. And that's the mm -hmm. problem, uh, not understanding what love really means. Mm -hmm. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't it then be love, wouldn't it follow then that it would be love to tell uh, the drag queen story hour uh, uh, people, <laughs> presenters, uh, not in my school? Wouldn't that be, exactly. a, wouldn't that be is, yeah. isn't that love? Well, you're definitely loving your kids. Yeah, okay. You're definitely All right. well, there you loving go. your neighbor. You, you know, now they may not think that as love, but I'll tell you what, uh, all those people that you're protecting thinks it's loving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would hope. And so I'm, the reason I'm, I bring that up is because it just seems that's, that's kind of, a, it must be some mass misunderstanding about what judgment is and what yes. love is because yes. we have allowed so much um and sloppy um, grace greasy grace so many people think they can here's the problem daniel people are lawless they're lawless they're completely lawless uh and so that's why we're in uh in trouble mm -hmm. uh so did you see in the news i have it in something and this shows has this show actually has several parts it starts at eight really uh but we have what's called the bear report which is nothing but good news i mean bear I call him up, and he has good good things that people do. It's just so refreshing. It's we call it the good news booster shot. You know, you get in your booster that there's still good people out there. So he gives us those stories. Then I have something called Randy points where I just go ballistic. I yeah, just read today's news and I just kind of go off, man. I mean, I what you know like that. And then we have the guest section which you're in right now. But during the Randy points, I I mentioned a story out there that in Canada a teacher who is trans. I guess it's a it's a man who thinks he's a woman, and he goes to the school and he's got these breast inserts that are about three feet long. <laughs> Did you see that in the news report? <laughs> no. Okay, it's disgusting, and it's not this antitization. I'm just saying. So he goes to school with these these breasts under his shirt that are I can't even get on I can't get on the screen. They're about three feet long and they have nipples and stuff. And he goes to school. And everybody's got to play like that's normal. And if yeah. you dare say something about this man who's acting like a woman who has these yeah. these these gargantuan breast inserts in her, then you you are a bigot and a homophobe and a transgenderphobe. A hater. So, so it's, it's it's like the king with no clothes. Everybody's yeah. got to play along. And everybody think everybody assumes well it's love. I don't want to judge this person. That's not love. That's not love. It didn't seem like his love, but everybody has to play along. Oh, that's normal. Okay. Hey, it's that, look that, good. <laughs> that goes back to the false bride. The false bride is going to try to appear very loving, but she's not the true bride. That's where the deception is going to come. People, they have love that's lawless. Mm. Well, some of that lawless love we've been seeing through American cities all across the country. Yeah. And uh, I know California is trying to ex export that, and so is uh, Chicago is trying to export 
export that to other in fact if, if the, the governor of california he he wants to make america the next california yeah I, but i call them but i call them californicators okay that's, <laughs> i think i mean i think I should, I should i should get credit for that i think i come up with that I, first you should you should but uh but anyway all right so el shaddai uh, ministries you, you have a website there what can people find on that website why would they go there yeah it's it's just esm.us they can find all of our teachings for free all from years ago with the notes for free. Uh, and they can also live stream every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock Pacific time, our services. We have a store where they could get things. Uh, but the, the greatest thing is, is just to live stream our services every Saturday morning at 10 Pacific uh, and listen to all of our archive teaching to help them grow closer to God. Mm-hmm. So, they can learn Hebrew as well. We also teach the Hebrew language for free. <clears throat> okay, that's great. Well, g- give me give me a paragraph in Hebrew. Shema uh, Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Well, thank you, you for know, right thank there. you thank you very much. Yeah, I would, yeah. For those, just, I think he just said Daniel did a great job tonight. Appreciate you on the show. <laughs> oh man, was that the inter- what, what actually did you say? That is the greatest commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart. It's Hero Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Hmm. Didn't it say that all the commandments can be summed up in that and to love thy neighbor as thyself? Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes, and you know, that takes wisdom. We were talking about the love that we need to give. So we need to, so, so the, I'm just using drag queen perpetrators because it's in the libraries. It's in, you know, public schools, whatnot. And now they're saying that two-year-olds now need to be examined because they're probably already confused. (laughs) So they're going down, they're going to, they're going to say now, you know, it's, if they're down to two-year-olds, you know they're going to say in the womb that that's really that that baby there. It looks like a, a a male, but it's really not. Let's go ahead and go in and get it done over with. You know they're going in there. Well, now they're already saying you can kill a child up to one year old. They'll just kill them if nothing else. Mm-hmm. So that goes back. That goes back, and it's interesting because I think as it was in New Jersey where the governor had said a couple of years back that you could have a, a live birth and and then, and then you can call in the doctor and consult whether or not to allow that baby to live. So a post-birth exactly. abortion, that sure sounds like a lot of the things I've been reading in the Old Testament about Moloch and casting your children exactly. into the, to the fire. Is that, the, yep. is, that, is that just humanity gone crazy or are there demons involved here? Uh, both. I, I think the demons are influencing them. I saw a bumper sticker one time that said the devil tried to make me do it, but I went ahead and did it myself. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, I think the devil definitely influences us, uh, but we can't blame the devil for the things that we do. We have to take responsibility. Okay, so s- somebody played, um, was it the the harp or something and cast out demons? Uh, David. That was David, right? Okay. Yes. So if you build a shofar, can, will that cast out demons? I think it very well could. I think it would depend on who's blowing the shofar, if they were a holy or if they were a demon. <laughs> so, so a person, a non-believer, could blow the shofar, sure. but but it wouldn't have any effect. But a believer could blow it and actually exercise demons. Sure. Now, have you ever met a demon-possessed person? Hmm. Uh, I I don't know. A lot of times it's the flesh. A lot of times people blame things on demons, but it's the flesh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could say I actually saw a demon possessed person. You know. Okay, so as we get into, we're almost at the end there, Mark. But let's 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 decipher your best view 
of what exactly the apocalypse is. What is life in the apocalypse? It's, it's going to be a disaster. I believe all your freedom will be taken away like we see what's happening in China right now uh, is going on. I, I believe there's a good chance we could have nuclear war. Uh, I believe there's a, a, a real good chance we could have major famine and food shortages, total global economic disaster. That's basically what the tribulation is going to be. Uh, so we need to be watching for that for the next three months or so. Mm. All right, so um, nuclear exchange. Now, uh, the, the the stock market just pretty well crashed over the last few days. I think the, the value maybe was seven trillion go, evaporated. I think something Lost. it was huge. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's done. I don't think that's no, that, it's not done at all. I'll be interested to watch the market Monday and Tuesday of next week. Okay, there's some there's some tips for people. Watch the market Monday and Tuesday. You heard it. I'm trying to get some inside. I'm trying to get the inside story from Mark <laughs> Bilsner. All right, so we're going to be watching watching the stock market, and and we're looking at that as an indicator yeah. uh, that's going to compound uh, and c- compound the things that are accumulating to cause the apocalypse to come. And how long will this apocalypse last? Seven years. And is there anything that happens in the middle of those seven years? Well, we have two witnesses that are prophesying that are killed, and three and a half days later, they rise from the dead. Do you have any idea who the witnesses are? I think they are Moses and Elijah, are the two witnesses to the Jewish people. But I believe the Apostle John, who wrote Revelation, may come back as a witness to uh, the Gentiles. So you're saying these, these, these ancient figures will reappear on the scene? Yes, yes, I believe and so. And of course, they will be mocked as lunatics. Of course, especially when they're telling people to go back to following God again. And then and then they will be killed. Yep. Now, are they left in the street is what I read? That's what it says. And that tells you that it isn't Jewish people who killed them uh, because the Jewish people bury the same day. So that means Jerusalem is going to be taken over by Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Would you consider, are Palestinians, would they be considered Gentiles? Yeah, yes. Because it just seems to me that's getting ready to happen. Of course it is. Of course it is. Hmm. All right. Well, Mark Bills, we're right at the end of the broadcast. Any final thoughts? You go right ahead. Well, I just wanted to uh, excite people that they now have five pure kosher red heifers in Israel. They're going to burn one, and they're going to have the ashes. And uh, I also talked to the head of the Temple Mount Institute several years ago. They got the blueprints ready. They're ready to build the temple once Israel politically wants to have one. Uh, and so everything's ready. Wow. Now, I didn't know about that, about the heifer. Yep. And now, are you going to be there? Uh, where? In Israel? Yeah, when they burn that heifer. I'm not sure. I was invited to go to Texas a book several months ago to meet with the rabbis when they inspected the heifers, but I couldn't go at the time. Don't they know who you are? Well, that's why they invited me, but I just couldn't make it. Mm. I couldn't go. But here's the thing. I do go to Israel every year, and so uh, I'd love to have everybody come with me. You can Mm. come with me on my next Israel trip next uh, October. Okay, I I won't mind coming. Just, Just... Are the Palestinians still firing rockets in Israel? Because I'm not going if they're still firing. Oh, uh, who knows? But I've been there every year for 22 years, sometimes twice a year, and never had problems. Have you ever been to Israel, Daniel? No, not at all. 
you gotta come with me. You gotta come with me this next October. Ours is the best because we get on armored buses and we go places where many people don't go, and we Ow. have military escort. And uh, wow. yeah, we we go. That's impressive. We go. Uh, sometimes we visit the uh, IDF bases. We jump in tanks. Uh, we watch them do drills. Uh, I know people there, mm -hmm. but uh, you've got to come with me or anybody that wants to. You can go to our website. We should have the new tour up here within a month. Now, you don't go to Tel Aviv, do you? Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. Now, answer this question here. Is, is that the gayest city in uh, Israel? In the world. In, no, in, in the, world? the world. In the world? In the world. Yes, in the world. Uh, well, hey, I'll tell you what. We only stop there to land, and then we go. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm glad I got you on the line. Okay, because we're, re re we're, we're reading Jeremiah right now, but I got a question for you, and I'm glad I just thought about it. What's a eunuch? Uh, uh, just like what you do to your dog. Neutered. Yep. Yeah. Okay. A okay. eunuch is someone who's been neutered. Daniel was neutered. Okay, so it's not it's not a sodomite. It's just neutered. So okay. A man, a male who's been neutered. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm <laughs> talking to the eunuch expert. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Hey, but the other, the other good news is Israel has the Iron Dome, right? Yes, but they're having something even better than that. They're having laser weapons developed that will also knock things out. They seem to be pretty good in tech. Very good, very good. And it's because they keep the Sabbath days and the feast days, is that? Uh, well, God has blessed them. Uh, but the problem is the more he blesses you, the more accountable you are. That doesn't mean he blesses the wicked all the time. Mm -hmm. So you can't say just because you're blessed, you're on his side. All right, all right, okay, okay, okay. Or all he's right. on your side. Okay. okay. All right, Mark Bills of El Shaddai Ministries, I appreciate you coming on the broadcast. Can we have you on again sometime? Thank you very much, Daniel. You be blessed. All right, you too. Bye.